Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 5th of August, including Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen in Amazon Prime Video's real-life cave rescue drama 13 Lives, and Neil Gaiman's dark Netflix fantasy, The Sandman. We'll also be looking at sinkhole sci-fi La Bray on Paramount Plus and Predator prequel Prey in Disney Plus. But first, Ian, what is in the news? A revealing new Netflix documentary series about footballing icon David Beckham will include interviews with friends, family, former teammates and the man himself. What else is in the news, Hannah? Stephen Graham will star in innovative Netflix crime drama bodies based on Cy Spencer's graphic novel and telling the story of four London detectives across 150 years. Well, it's a good week. I'd say we've got three really good things and one that we'll get to later, possibly not as good. We're going to kick off with a new film on Amazon Prime Video. It's called 13 Lives. And here's a clip. It takes a certain kind of mindset for the deep cave diving. You have to be a bit nuts. They're very, very dangerous. High water level and the low visibility. Barely shoulder wide. Pulling against very strong currents. So this arrives on Friday, the 5th of August. It's directed by Ron Howard. Remember him in Happy Days? Of course you do. And he directed Apollo 13. And this is another real-life rescue story. It's about, if you remember, those 12 Thai boys and their football coach who got stranded in a flooded cave in the summer of 2018. And two British divers, who are played by Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen, basically rescued them. And I'd forgotten some of the details of the rescue, which I'm not going to go into because it's, yeah, if, if, if you can't remember the story, clearly it, it comes as a real surprise. It's really well done. I saw it at the uh, at the IMAX, uh, where you couldn't come because you were on holiday, Hannah. <laughs> and it, it looks amazing. The, the underwater diving scenes are really well done. I mean, logistically it must have been a huge challenge to put together but Howard has done a great job also Farrell and Mortensen they do the English accents really well and they embody these real life divers very well who aren't sort of heroic figures they're just perfectly normal guys who are diving enthusiasts cave diving enthusiasts so yeah there's a great jeopardy it's an incredible rescue attempt so uh, recommended. I enjoyed it. What did you think, Hannah? Do you know what? I find this thing totally harrowing. I, I can't remember what it was. It was a few months back, wasn't it, where we watched something similar. I think it was actually more of a documentary, whereas, of course, this is a film. And and like you say, you know, revealing the details now wouldn't be appropriate because you kind of forget. Your, I think human nature dictates that you kind of forget some of these things because you need to because it is harrowing. It's so claustrophobic. It's the best way I can describe it. I find it, I mean, I struggle on the tube, but this is just unreal. The way in which they, they rescue these boys and the courage from the people that do that is just astounding. And I think that, yeah, really, it's very moving, I think is the word. It's incredibly moving and incredibly 
detail it's in meticulous detail in order to 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 have um, got these boys back and uh yeah i think it was absolutely brilliant well we're going underground again for our next offering which you're going to tell us about hannah it's on paramount plus and it's called la brea this place doesn't seem real does it run we stick together, we got a better shot of surviving. Maybe someone's out there. Somebody could help get us home. Yes, it is. You like to give me these sci-fi dramas, don't you? But this one's a little <laughs> this one's a little bit different. So there's ten episodes for this first season. Um and it's being described by people as Lost Meets Jurassic Park. I, I guess it kind of, I guess it kind of is. Um, but uh, essentially, um, as I say, it's a sci- sci-fi thriller um, and it's set in an active ice age excavation site in Los Angeles. Of course it is. Um, and a huge <laughs> sinkhole opens up um, and dozens of people, buildings, cars, they're just sucked in as you'd imagine um but this is just the beginning of the drama so that's the that, that's kind of the, the the initial thing that that's that kicks this whole thing off um it the effects the, the special effects are good i think um i struggle with some of these sort of sci-fi type things of of kind of wedding the real thing with the not real thing and i struggle a bit with that but i think once you get past that and if you haven't got a brain quite as linear as mine you'd be absolutely fine um but those that are swallowed up by um, the, this sort of this huge chasm, they're they're transported to a, to a primeval world, and, and there's dangerous creatures. And some of the creatures, when they're jumping around, again, are they realistic? I guess with sci-fi, it doesn't really matter. But again, I kind of struggle a bit with that. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. I, I did enjoy the first um, the first episode that I watched. It's it's slightly different to things we've seen before, and I think if you do like the whole, I mean, obviously Jurassic Park is, you know, it's old now. So kind of the special effects have come on a long way since then. Um, but it, it's, and also I quite like the fact that there's some some leading ladies in there as well. So it's not just men conquering the world. It's also women. Um, yeah. So it, in, enjoyable. Do I love it? No, but, but that's obvious because I'm not that keen on sci-fi, but I do think it is, it is one to watch. And I do think most people will enjoy it. What do you think, Ian? Well, I think you could file this one under so bad. It's weirdly enjoyable. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the, the premise is us- the, the premise is utterly ludicrous the script is dreadful and as a result the acting is really hammy and not necessarily blaming the actors they, they haven't got much to work with but and yet bizarrely it's kind of enjoyable and the characters you know are really kind of cliched and stereotyped the, the dialogue I mean it's just totally unbelievable it starts with this family in, they're, go, they're in the car, they're driving to school when this sinkhole opens up on the freeway. And just even them just trying to have normal family chit-chat, it's so stilted. It's But anyway, yet despite all that, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, so they, they, it's almost like this upside-down world. They fall <laughs> through a hole in the sky of this new world. There's this big light in the sky. And yes, as you say... <laughs> 
uh, there are all these uh, scary, scary creatures, starting with some wolves. Uh, meanwhile, back in our world, um, all these giant, they look like kind of prehistoric birds have, have kind of come up through the sinkhole. So there's two stories. There's um, part of the family who are up top who haven't fallen into the sinkhole. And then I think it's the mum and the son, isn't it, who who have. And, and it's, it is a bit losty because there are all these other survivors and there's like wreckage of cars and things all scattered about. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's pretty bad and yet oddly enjoyable. Next up, eagerly anticipated, it's the long-awaited adaptation of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. And here's a clip. Your waking world is shaped by dreams. Dreams and nightmares that I create and which I must control. So this one's on Netflix, arriving on Friday the 5th of August. And I've got to say, it looks great. Now, Gaiman has resisted having an adaptation of his comic book series, The Sandman, until now because we are now at the stage where, well, A, there's money around for people like Netflix to do a real long-form version of it, and B, the special effects can now convincingly create the amazing fantasy world in which this is set. So, uh, yeah, I watched episode one and... I thought it was fantastic. So the comics came out in sort of 80s and 90s, 75 issues. And the main character is Morpheus, who is also known as Dream. And he rules over a land called the Dreaming, which is a fantastical world to which we all go when we fall asleep. So uh, this role was um, very much in demand. A lot of people went up for it. But Tom Sturridge was cast and I must admit he's great he looks kind of otherworldly he's really convincing as this dream weaver to set the scene it's quite a complex world but it is you know you do understand it as it goes along and it gets jumped straight into the action with Charles Dance is this occultist who he's lost his son in the war and to bring him back he does this ritual in which he hopes to capture death and convince death to give him back his son however by mistake he captures dream who is the brother of destiny death destruction desire despair and delirium who together these seven siblings are known as the endless so he keeps dream in this sort of uh, glass sphere for a century first him and then his son his other son Eventually, I won't reveal why, he escapes and gets back to his kingdom. But while he's been away, everything has changed. So the quest is on for him to kind of put his world back the way it was. But meanwhile, because people from it have escaped into our world and who are wreaking havoc, that must be dealt with as well. It's a really... It's a great universe that he's created with with lots of familiar things and the unfamiliar. So we've also got um, we've got the ruler of hell, who of course the, the Lucifer, which we've reviewed previously, Hannah. That is a character from the comic books, and Tom Ellis played 
the role in Lucifer, the devil. In this, it's Gwendolyn Christie. You've got a starry cast. You've got David Thewlis. I love David Thewlis. Stephen Fry, Sanjeev Bhaskar, uh, Jenna Coleman. I hoped it would be great. I mean, I don't really know the comic books, but I th- I think it's really, really well done. And, and I, I, I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it because it, it, it's, it's fascinating and really entertaining. Yeah highly recommended what did you think was it just me that remembered david blaine with that glass kind of you know <laughs> fortress yeah no, yeah just, it was I, just you <laughs> i just um yeah really convincing i mean i i i love the fact that um neil gaiman has kind of hung out like you said to to make sure that things were done properly because i think i mean a of course you're coining it but separately to that it's it's the fact that you know, he's waited to be sure that the justice is done to this. And, and I don't particularly know these comics, but um, I think it's incredibly convincing. The star wattage of the cast is right up there with the greats. Um, and, and, and that in itself is something to, to watch, if I'm honest. I, I think it's quite scary in places. I think it's quite dramatic, but it's really convincing. And we, I talked earlier about kind of two worlds colliding or various worlds colliding. And and it works. This this is proof that that can absolutely work. So um, I I think it's really really well done. Not something I'd be naturally drawn to. But as I say, the star wattage of the cast on its own is worth is worth having a look at. Well, we're going to finish off on Disney Plus with the fifth film in the Predator franchise, which of course is called Prey. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. And this is a sci-fi horror. There's a bit of a theme going on. Um, so this is a prequel to the movie series, which began in 1987. When I was barely a child, um, and it's set in 1719. And it follows a very a young girl um, who's a, who's a warrior. Um, again, quite sort of a big sort of female presence here, and she tries to protect her tribe. Without going to the story too much, for me, it's quite slow. I, I think you have to um, watch for a while. It's quite slow. It's very quiet. Um, unnerved me that there was a dog involved whenever there's an animal involved it makes me slightly uncomfortable that something bad might happen to the animal um so on the edge of my seat over that as well um but she believes that there's mysterious prey and she wants to protect her tribe from this mysterious prey but actually um what it turns out to be is a very highly evolved alien predator and to be honest with you in a way that was quite surprising in itself because again go back to it two worlds colliding um which is is hard to do but as we we've just spoken about it can be done and i think um it, it is it is it is done well but i do think you need to stick with it. i don't know if you agree in but i i felt that it was quite really quite a s- slow start um the kind of the kind of butchery and um level of violence is is up there with the greats as well i would say um so you you might need your hands across your eyes if you're if you're like me a couple of times throughout um 
but it's it it, it works um would it would it be one that i would watch again and again no um but i i i think what they've done they've done well how about you i really likes it i am a fan of the predator franchise including alien versus predator i think i really enjoy the films of course way back at the beginning it was it was arnie battling the predator and it was a very macho film about commandos in the jungle this is very different it, this has taken the predator franchise to a whole new place so yeah as you say it's set in the 18th century in the great plains of america and it's about a young comanche who wants to sort of prove herself as a hunter and and the comanche lifestyle and family life um, and their sort of medicines and the way they hunt together it's brilliantly portrayed it's really well done it, it avoids all those kind of cliches and stereotypes that usually the way native americans are portrayed on the screen and then it mixes this with the classic uh the predator who we're all familiar with who's this this highly evolved alien who arrives in a spaceship can become invisible has all this sort of high-tech weaponry yeah it's just such an odd combination but it really works and and you will actually learn a lot from this from this film as well as getting the usual sort of thrills of of the predator the, the hunt the hunter and the hunted so yeah uh i very much enjoyed it now we've got to that time hannah where well i don't know if you've watched anything this week because you've been on holiday i don't know if you even watched the football did you did you manage to catch anything <laughs> while you're on holiday i did watch I, I did watch some of the football um i've also seen a bit of the intro into the commonwealth games which was really nice and also a few downloaded films from my children which is including i think it's called the big red dog oh yeah with jack whitehall um, which is really fun too. So yeah, I had a bit of a, a bit of a break from the screen, but not too much. Lovely stuff. Well, last night I binge watched uh, the new Netflix documentary series Trainwreck Woodstock '99, which is a fantastic series about this ill-fated revival of the Woodstock Festival that happened in in '99, and it featured bands like uh, Limp Bizkit. And it was very badly organised, and well, I'm not going to say what happens because I think if you if you switch on and just let it unfold, you will be amazed. And of course, I'm sure people remember the um, the documentary about the fire festival, which was an uh, ill-conceived venture that went wrong. This goes wrong in a very different way, but yeah, it's it's absolutely gripping. Just got time to look ahead to next week's pod. So what's on the menu, Hannah? The hit 1990s women's baseball movie, A League of Their Own, is given a TV reboot on Prime Video. And Vera Farmiga stars in the harrowing true story of a hospital flooded by Hurricane Katrina in Apple TV's Five Days at Memorial. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... Watch it. 